You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. I recently heard a pastor, when referring to evangelism, say something to the effect of, we talk like evangelicals, but we act like universalists. What he meant was that we say that a person must hear the gospel, repent, and trust in Christ in order to be saved. But we act as though people will be saved without hearing a proclamation of the gospel. Therefore, all people will be saved who've never heard the gospel. If you were to give a basic theological test to any Christian man, woman, or child, and you ask the question, will a person who has never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ be saved by God? You should get 100% of people taking that quiz, that test, answer no. A person who does not hear the gospel of Christ cannot be saved. But I think if you gave that basic test to many Christians today, they would fail it. They might say something like, it wouldn't be fair for God to send someone to hell who never heard the gospel. But this is thinking philosophically and even emotionally. But it's thinking philosophically without the truth of Scripture behind it. It's thinking emotionally without the truth of Scripture behind it. This actually, biblically, is not a hard question to answer. Scripture's crystal clear on this. I want to read two passages to you from the book of Romans. The first talks about the people who don't have access to the written law of God. Notice that the Holy Spirit indicates that they actually do have the law. It's written on their hearts, and their consciences bear witness to it. So they know when they've done something right or wrong, and their conscience either affirms that they're right or affirms that they're wrong, condemns them, or excuses them. Listen to Romans 2, 12-16. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. Because it's not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when Gentiles, who do not have the law, by nature, do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they don't have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their consciences also bear witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So people without the written law, in this passage of the Gentiles, will be judged because they actually do have a knowledge of right and wrong inside of them. And remember, in his letter to the Romans, Paul tells the recipients of the letter that he wants to see them, but even more that he wants and expects them to help him on his way to Spain. Why Spain? Was it because of the beautiful beaches, the stunning Spanish architecture? No, it was because the gospel of Christ hadn't made it there yet. And he wanted to get it there, and he expected the Roman church to send him there financially, prayerfully, to get him to Spain because the gospel had not been named there. And a little bit earlier, I kind of gave you the hypothetical Uh, of the person who said it wouldn't be fair for God to send someone to hell who's never heard the gospel. Well, Scripture affirms that God doesn't send people to hell. People earn hell. People are responsible 
for hell. So people are responsible for their rejection of God and even their wrongdoing and their sin. God doesn't just arbitrarily send people who didn't ever do any wrong. So people earn hell. People do not get credit for earning heaven. God gets credit for earning heaven on their behalf. So even that, that idea that it wouldn't be fair for God to send someone to hell, well, the Bible teaches that man's responsible for his final being in hell, his final standing in hell. So even the way that's stated is not biblically informed. So Paul, Paul teaches here that, that people know right and wrong inside of them. And you can see in his letter to the Romans, he wants to get to Spain because people need to hear about Christ because they're in the wrong. They've been sinning. They, they don't know what's right. And there's this great message of salvation that needs to get to them. So believers in Rome, send me on my way. So with this information in your head, listen now to Romans 10. Listen to Paul explain to his Christian listeners the reason why we must be so urgent to get the gospel everywhere. Romans 10 verses 11 to 17. Everyone who believes in him, that's Christ, will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they've never believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they're sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, because Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he's heard from us? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. God has made a way to bestow his riches on people from all over the world, this passage teaches us, Jew and Gentile. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how will they call on him in whom they haven't believed or even heard of? How are they going to believe in him and they don't even know him or heard of him? At this point, the people who answered our question the wrong way earlier would say, they don't need to worry about that. If they haven't heard the gospel, God will save them. So why the need for missions? Why send missionaries? They're fine. But that's not where Paul goes with this argument. He says that someone needs to preach this message to them, and this person preaching must be sent. Again, in the context of this letter, the Romans were sending Paul to do this preaching. Paul and the Romans were going to work together, team up, different roles, same mission, team up to announce a message to Spain, to announce a message to people who have never heard of Christ so that the people in Spain would call on him and be saved. This is a beautiful reality. No wonder the passage quotes the Old Testament and commends the feet of the messenger who brings good news. And then verse 17 ends like this. Faith or belief or trust, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That's the gospel message. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the gospel. So Romans is clear. Pastor David Platt uh, in Virginia has repeated this hypothetical situation before. A person asks the question, what about the innocent man in Africa? Or the innocent man in the jungles of South America who's never heard the gospel? Will he be saved? Platt's answer to that hypothetical question is, yes, 
the innocent man who's never heard the gospel will be saved. And then Platt says this, there's only one problem. The innocent man in Africa doesn't exist. Nobody's innocent. Romans has taught us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So believer, there are no innocent people. God has given us a message to bring to the world, the world of uninnocent people, so that they can be saved. So if you're ever tempted to question God's plan, and you think to yourself, why would God not make a way for the gospel to get to all those people throughout the world? You're assuming that he hasn't, but he has. It's you and I. It's Christians. Nobody can ever say, why didn't you send somebody or a team of people with different roles to get the gospel to every tribe, tongue, and people? Why, God? Why didn't you do that? The answer back would be, I did. I sent you. I was crystal clear about that in my word. You just had different priorities. My goal in this podcast is not to make you feel guilty. If you're convicted, that's okay. Because for a believer, conviction leads to repentance, which leads to joy and forgiveness, which leads to a change, new thinking, and living in a more Christ-like manner. So conviction's not bad. But my real hope in this podcast episode is that you'll see the privilege of evangelism. If I told you that the president of your country or the leader of your country had a message of utmost importance to bring to a rebel nation and that he had chosen to send you to give and announce the terms of peace to that rebel nation, you would honestly feel so honored by that. I mean, if the the cable news networks went to your home and saw you receive this this summons from the president or this this job description from the president and and the whole world was watching, you, you would feel honored by that. I'm the one in my nation that gets to go and announce terms of peace from my leader, you wouldn't consider it a burden. You consider it a privilege. So friend, God has made a way to save people who are not innocent before him. He sent his own son to win their salvation. Let me say it this way. His son has the merit for heaven that they need. They just don't know it yet. But he sent you and I, some as senders, some as goers, to bring them this amazing message. May we never see this as a burden to us, but as a privilege for us. We get to speak for the King. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.